Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I'm Murray, and this week, I am an agent of Calendar, creating a lot of entries. <laughs> Daily assignments are ready. <laughs> so, sounds like someone's busy. So busy. So busy. I decided to go... Uh, take my teaching schedule and just go halftime this year and then do like a halftime online job totally unrelated to teaching. Okay. Which is fine. It's still full-time. It's just two halftime jobs. But but, but normally halftime at school means you're working in the morning or the afternoon. And this year the schedule's a little wonky. So I'm working. It's – they're just – Normally, my idea of halftime is I come in every day at like period six and I teach from period six to period 10 and that is halftime. Yeah. But there are some days where I'm coming in period five and teaching till period 10. There are other days when I'm coming in for period nine and (laughs) teaching till period 10. There are some days I'm coming in at period seven or eight like it's it's all over the place it's so wonky and then my other job because it's an online job has like those hours there's no set hours there they're all over the place too so it's like lining up this job with that job and doing like the master color-coded calendar so that everything fits and i don't like double schedule myself because i can't really be teaching kids while i'm also or i can't i mean teaching kids is unmovable that's <laughs> there's no flexibility there but i can't be like also online trying to do my online stuff if i'm teaching the kids so i gotta keep everything like whoosh 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 and then you know like there's other stuff that goes on in my life like i've got other things that like dentist appointments and you know like oh, oh. Life. My life is run by a calendar right now i've never been this like scheduled and i'm having like nightmare i'm waking up in the middle of the night going have i did i oh wait uh what color is that anyway anyway it's all good so far nothing's been overbooked or underbooked or double booked (laughs) the calendar is my friend (laughs) did they start learn to stop worrying and love the calendar that's right and there are so many of them. I have my little calendar on my phone, but then I thought I never look at my calendar on my phone. So I've got like the big wall calendar. And then I'm just like maintaining two calendars at once, which is ridiculous. But whatever works. Exactly. Whatever works. And right now it works. Good. So that is me. For now. I'm a slave to the calendar. All right. And Paul's out here. I believe he got hit accidentally by a random Zeta beam. So he's somewhere on RAN. <laughs> he's out on RAN, fighting dragons and all the things they do up there. Yeah. But he has a jetpack. So, you know, that's cool. Yes. Wouldn't that I think be you get, awesome? I think you get the one automatically when you arrive from RAN. Absolutely. Welcome to Absolutely. RAN. Here's your jetpack. Thank you for flying. Thank you for flying Thank Zeta beam. Fly. Here's your jetpack. <laughs> Thank you for flying Air Zeta. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. I would love a jetpack too. Coffee or jetpack? Yeah, totally. <laughs> definitely a jetpack. Definitely. I'd have to say definitely jetpack. Absolutely. 
And I'd be like, hmm, coffee? What kind of coffee? Oh, no, not me. <laughs> Alrighty, so we know what anyway, Paul is. He's yeah. getting coffee on Rand with his Exactly. Dad. He chose poorly. Anyway, I'm Al, and this week I was an agent of reschedule. Randomly ending schedule commute, heading ho- heading eventually down, undoing Al's events. Well, I was supposed to pick my parents up from the airport on Saturday night. They were arriving around 1130 or so. I originally had a podcast schedule recorded, but we changed it until next Saturday. And then about, you know, 10 minutes before the flight was supposed to take off, or about the same time it was, they called me up and said, don't worry, we're not, don't bother, we're not coming. <laughs> so oh, dear. I found out the next day that apparently they've been lucky. And even though their luggage isn't exactly the size that's supposed to be for carry-on, they've been getting away with it. And <laughs> being the airline is now cracking down on that. They realize a lot of people were getting caught with that. And yeah, their luggage was not the right size and they were going to have to pay $200. They initially said no. And they really didn't get much time to think. They're like told, okay, never mind. Bye. You'll get a credit. See ya. <laughs> and as everyone does, there's like, maybe we made the wrong choice. Oh boy. Oh boy. There, I mean, to be fair, there are some people that carry some massive things on as carry ons. Yeah, but they realize also the next day that now they forgot to ask for any confirmation number or any proof. So it took them like oh, a while on no. the phone to get proof of the credit. And they finally got the credit and they rearranged their flight. And they're coming down Tuesday now, tomorrow. But instead of flying out of something that was like 20, 30 minutes away from where my brother lives, who drove them there because they're staying at his house. They're now in Jersey. They're now flying out of Philly, which is like an hour away. Oh, and still coming in at 11.30 tomorrow night. And now having to pay for an Uber. That's like $100. Although I might just, I have to decide, I might just say suck it up and go screw it. I'm up till 1.30 anyway. I'll just pick there them. There you go. You'll just be a good little picker-upper. But it's like, hey. <laughs> so I didn't have to reschedule my thing the next week. Because now I have three podcasts scheduled for next Saturday. Right on. Look at you go. Look at you go. I was planning spending more time just watching TV. You do have to prioritize time for TV. I don't think I put that on my calendar yet. I need to finish Sandman. I have one more episode. Oh, is it the like the like the episode? The bonus episode. The the bonus episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched the main story, but I have that last episode. Right. A good. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, so far I liked it. Yeah. Up until, you know, we'll see how the last one is, but I, I've liked the show so far. It was good. Yeah. I, I yeah. want more. I'm sure. Well, I, I would say I'm sure we're getting it, but I guess it's an expensive show. But I it's we'll Netflix, it. too. They're always like, <laughs> and they're no, like it, this is the most popular show ever. We're canceling it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember the early heady days of Netflix when things would be like, renewed and then renewed and then renewed yep and that's how we ended up with like 800 seasons of orange is the new black see that's one they could have canceled after two seasons boom done yeah oh well oh well. oh well if i were in charge of netflix there'd be a rebel show
Totally. (laughs) Absolutely. And speaking of the rebels. Oh, look at that. We have an issue to talk about. Totally. Here they are. Rebels 95, number eight. Cover by, I keep forgetting, Derek Aquan or Aquin? Uh, I think Oquin, yeah. Oquin. Oquin. Yeah, by Eric Oakwood, Mark Propst, and colors by George Freeman and Digital Chameleon. Right on. And we have our team of rebels fighting the recruits. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Davroff. He's a flyer punching through Faze's neck because she's Faze, so it doesn't matter to her. Yeah. And Strata is being punched out by uh, Amon Hawk, the Kund. Mm-hmm. And Zeta Moonstruck is, fight, is, is fighting with uh, uh, Stealth. Oh. And Gigantus oh. is introducing Borb to his favorite staff. <laughs> Hitting him in that, that giant That's head. That's right. That giant head against the little baby. Oh, you know. The, baby Gigantus. Considering how much Gigantus loves hitting people in the heads, you know Borb is like just so tempting to him. He's like, I know. He, I mean, that's the only reason he joined the team, just so he could start smacking little Borb's head around. Or we just wake up with like targets written on his back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, like we said, issue eight, money. Brill Docks, the super intelligent founder of the Interplanetary Security Agency, Legion, was deposed, branded a criminal, and apparently killed by agents of his paramed infant child. Damn, that's a bad father-child relationship. You think <laughs> one bit was of work. bad enough, but all three? Yeah, it needs some work. That's like some Lex Luthor's level stuff. Right. (laughs) But as his crime merits invade a Legion stronghold seeking to avenge him, they remain unaware that Dox has survived and vanished into the galactic criminal underground known as the Blood Circle. Tennessee Pyre writer Derek O'Quan, penciler, Mark Probst, inker, Stuart Chaffetz, computer colorist, Gaspar, letterer, Peter Tomasi, assistant editor, Dan Raspler, editor. Mm-hmm. Okay, Devo- I know we talked about like Blood Circle, Dark Circle last last week, mm-hmm. but but DC was like at this time of like of their of their eras or whatever they had like little little they had a thing for like shapes, Dark Circle, Blood Circle. I think like this is eight months after Zero Hour, so, so White Triangle, White Triangles popping up or has popped up or is about to pop up superboy had like isn't there like a black zero or something yeah i'm Some not sure when that sh- how long after group. it shows that up, might be later, but there is a but black zero or something like that they love their shapes they love their shapes color shapes the hive <laughs> i mean that's not quite a shape but it's kind of a shape the yellow pentagon totally the, the green uh quadrahedral <laughs> you gotta watch out for them. Oh, they're they're a problem, mostly for totally. Blue Devil. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Like that just yeah. hit me. No, like, I didn't think you're right though. Shapes yeah. and colors—they're all over the place. Yeah, it could have just been that. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. Totally. So, divide and conquer—that's their tactic. On Karen, they apply just enough force to keep the blue skins down. And to keep the white majority rooting for Legion. Well, good thing this is written back in the 90s. There's no way there's any, you know, thank God there's no political thing going on there. 
<laughs> this book has got it's prophetic actually <laughs> yes i know it is sadly so they burn them out and scatter them just so they can round them up again and we're basically seeing well what they're talking about we see legion cruisers flying around blasting buildings chasing people all kinds of fun still and when they see the blue skins we're talking about the people from whatever that planet was that got relocated to cairn after their their planet got blown Arga, up Arga, Arga primes yeah they are really getting a lot of mileage out of that story totally i mean totally. that is not just a story that happened and ended i mean that is there like that's a permanent part of legion ever since that happened and that was like in the 40s yeah yeah, it's going on and on. Well, not that, I mean, it was it was a long story, but then they certainly set up. Yeah, so a much lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On yes. Krell, it's a broader form of crowd control. There, most public places are off limits to most people most of the time, and we see some people being dragged up by tentacles, like we had we saw on the uh, a few issues ago when they were. I think that might have been the planet they were on. When uh, Strata was had the uh, Strata and the others were captured and had that thing on their heads, right. that made them unable to think. And we saw the Legion, like those almost like Legion, not cruisers, but they have like like little Legion hover platforms that had the tentacles to grab people. Yes. Yeah. 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 And for some reason, most citizens applaud this as a law and order measure. Those that don't suffer. Only in a few remote outposts is slave labor employed. The mainstream citizenry is treated far better for now. And this voiceover is done by Dox's new friend from the Blood Circle, uh, something Sin, whatever his name is. We'll uh, find his name out in a minute because I yeah. forget it, but he'll yeah. say it again. And he's there with his underground, in his little underground base with his other Blood Circle members and Dox. Frankly, Dox, we in the Blood Circle thought Legion was bad enough when you were running it. But now it seems they're no longer content merely to enforce archaic property laws. They dare to threaten all free people. But Legion is no longer your problem. It's everyone's. And Doc tells him, you're wrong. They're like, what? It's not my problem. Ooh. And we know he's depressed because he is very, he's all scruffy looking. Yes, he hasn't shaved. His buzz cut is no longer his hair is getting all scrap scraggly his hair is getting longer and unkempt he's all scruffy looking mm -hmm. shadows under the eyes yep pretty soon he's gotta be careful of those shadows otherwise you know Giffen it's gonna get the giffen face and it's gonna cover <laughs> his whole forehead it'll be that's all we'll see forehead poor guy poor guy john sin that's his name because someone tells him i warned you john at his best Docs was never anything more than an opportunist and a manipulator expecting him to fight for what's right is futile we ought to just turn him in for the reward oh and sin tells her we're outlaws katua we steal we even kill but we don't turn anyone into the cops we're not evil Docs is confused he's like what are you people mad just <laughs> when did it become evil to turn criminals over to the police and the guy I mentioned last time looked like a Wookiee. I guess he's part of his group, too, because he's there. Yep. Since he said so. Now, don't be obnoxious and don't interrupt. Oh, come on. Those are Dox's two favorite things. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but John tells Grunk, because we learned that's his name, be patient, Grunk. 
Docs comes to us from his own frame of reference. It'll take time for him to understand ours. So explain it. Why did you save me from Legion? And if you're criminals, don't you want money? Why don't you turn me in? And Grunk tells him, we don't use cops or any forces that exist just to control others. We're free and we respect others' freedom. And Kachua gets involved. Unlike the old Vril Docs, we don't see the universe as some toy to be played with. Unlike the new Vril Docs, we believe the universe is worth fighting for. And Sin finishes it up, and that includes you. I saved your life because you're worth fighting for. Aww. And Docs looks like, okay, someone's, someone's feeding me a load of manure, so. <laughs> He's like, yes. uh-huh, to sure. But he does have that pain patch still in his head, that little drug thing we were talking about last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sin continues, and this is the stage for our next battle. Docs, I know you're familiar with the World Bank. I also know its central role in your plan for galactic martial law. In light of your reduced circumstances, you have abandoned that goal. But your child has not. He's quietly moving to route all legal transactions through the World Bank computers. And Docs is like, okay, rebuttal time. First of all, <laughs> martial law was never my goal. I drew up that plan merely as a contingency in case some threat destabilizes the galaxy. Second, the World Bank plan is not as dangerous as it might appear. It merely centralizes economic functions, moving them to the safety of a secret fortified location. And Sin's like, of course. And in the process, only electronic transactions will be honored. Cash becomes worthless, beggars starve, fees go under. Legion controls the flow of wealth. Your son controls the flow of wealth. Again, now, granted, we're not quite, we're not at that level. And I don't know, maybe think maybe it's not going to go that way. But I mean, not, you know, it's kind of a bit of the way to look at it. If you looked at it like money and everything from the 90s and then look at it now. I know. I, I'm sure in the pandemic we had that sort of discussion about cashless society blah 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 i feel like that was a big 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 thing and i think that might have even advanced it a bit i mean how many people were started all of a sudden ordering stuff on their apps because they can just do it that way and have their contactless delivery or contactless pickup mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. but as sin says your son controls the flow of wealth docs kind of smiles and says we can't have that can <sighs> we and elsewhere while attempting to intrude upon Legion's invitation-only funeral for their late leader, the rebels crashed the ceremony in a way they didn't intend, due to a due to a high-powered assault by a squadron of gunships. And this is the scene at the end of the last issue where the uh, rebel ship crash landed into that crashed into that Legion uh, satellite. Yes, with a it big did. Whoa. Its descent slowed as it crunched through the station's landing deck. The ship's blazing hull. Cool's intact. And we can see for everyone talking inside, incredible. This ship is practically impervious. Maybe we should name it the name it the Dib. After Bertrand Dib. Aw. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like yeah. that. So do I. Of course, telepath is be a jerk. Let's hope it's more impervious than he was, FaZe. <laughs> and in case you can't tell from what the first lineup person's gonna say, this is stealth. Shut up, telepath. You're talking about a Legion martyr from back when that term meant something. To Dib, it is. But FaZe reminds them, we have more immediate concerns here, people. 
Oh, we're transmitting. But what? Some sort of code? I don't believe this. The ship itself is sending a false sensor echo. It's saying we didn't survive. And Strat is impressed. Pretty devious. That's got to be Dox's intellect still powering this thing. So what's it mean? And Faze tells him, it means we might have a few seconds to clear out of here before they discover. And Stealth interrupts. Clear out nothing. We're here to avenge Dox's death. We followed his killers here for that reason alone. Besides, why run if the hole is indestructible? Faze is trying to reason for Stealth. If those Legion gunships spot us. And Stealth doesn't care. That's fine. That's right. Fine, Faze. Run away. I'll handle this myself. And she basically throws herself around Borb. Borb, take me. What? And away, even though people try and tell him, Borb, don't, with a ping, they're gone. (laughs) So I guess she's over her whole don't touch me, don't look at me thing. Uh, For a moment, when she can use him anyway, totally. Exactly. Oh, poor, poor Borb. I know. She's teasing him, the poor guy. Poor little munchkin. Yeah. Anyway, aboard the station, a solemn proceeding lurches into chaos. As we hear beep, beep, and people are running, and baby Little's like, what was that? It shook the whole station. I don't know, sir, but go see, go see. Yes, sir. And we can see he's still up on that stage with Lydia and Garen and Mary Jane. And we can see a bunch of the delegates that were there for the funeral all hooked up to their little VR thing still. And someone comes in, Chief Docs. Oh, no, Davroff. That's it. Davroff, our flyer from recruits, comes in. Chief Docs, we have reports that a ship has damaged the station. Any danger, Davroff? No immediate threat to life support, but there may be intruders on board. Then assemble the core team. Search every inch of the facility, starting with this deck. And Lydia wants to know, shall we evacuate the planetary leaders, sir? No, we can't disturb them. Now, of all times. Fortunately, my virtual eulogy renders them oblivious to all of this. They can only see what I've inputted. Just let them be. And we see a little bit of what they're watching, and they see a little scene with a very smiling and happy girl docs holding very happy and smiling baby Lyril. Until the program hidden inside our tribute to my late father worms its way into their subconscious minds and renders them mind to control. It's so kind of you to take responsibility for their wills, sir. Wow. He is done. <laughs> if they ever get freed, a lot of people are going to be really pissed at this baby. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's like, yes, well, it is a burden. And Lydia continues. <laughs> But in serving you, but in serving you, their lives will find true meaning, as ours have, without your precious guidance. And Beck is like, "Excuse me, Chief Beck. Chief Docs and I are talking. I'm sorry, but it's Mary Jane. She just slipped away. You didn't stop her. I wasn't sure if you want me to." And Lydia tells him, "Mary Jane's dangerous until we can enlighten her. Beck, follow her, see what she's doing, and report back." Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and back on the planet uh, with the, the blood circle, uh, Katua saying, this is idiotic. When you raid a planet, you assemble an army. You don't send one man, particularly one man no one trusts. And Docs tells her, I know the World Bank. I've studied its defenses. 
an army can never crack them. I can. <laughs> I like that nice touch. Look at his glove. His glove. <laughs> the pinky finger of the glove is just flopped over because there's totally. no pinky. That is good. I like that. That's a touch. Touch. Because that's a little little thing that they might forget. Yes, they oh. they could, but they have not. Yeah, so very good. Good job, Derek. Mm-hmm. Anyway, John and Johnson Docs leave, and John they, John tells them. Besides, Docs is not about to reveal its location in case he ever returns to power. You mean when I return to power? And I told you, didn't I? Well, you Kulun's possess twelfth level intelligence. Of course, you know enough to trust me. Do they though? All of them? I don't think I, they all maybe, possess twelfth level. I thought the whole point was Brainiac Five was the one that had twelfth level. Yeah, that's why he was in the Legion. Because well, like... it's one of two things: either they changed it where they all have twelfth, and maybe he's higher now in the reboot, or it's one of those things that just people kind of forget about. And there's like Kulun's they have level twelfth level, right? That's the thing they have. Yeah, twelfth level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean it's easy. I mean. If DC did no prizes, it would be easy to no prize your way out of that. But I think, I think even with the zero, like maybe they never make it clear, but and maybe Doc's possesses twelfth level. Yes, yeah. So I he's like, Doc yeah, I have it. Sure, why not? Whatever. Yeah, and if he has it, everyone has it, <laughs> or you know, whatever. Yeah, he's like, whatever. I, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Shut up. Mm-hmm. But as they're walking, Doc's doubles over in pain. Argh. Ugh, it's worse, isn't it? Hang on, I got a sim patch right here. No, I can't afford to grow dependent ugh, on that drug. But the pain. It's worse than before I ever took it. Ugh, I better stop before. Ah! And Johnson's like, this is no time to go straight. There's too much to do. And you'll never manage this way. And he puts the patch on Doc's head. Ugh, you, you wouldn't be trying to control me. Beyond my capability. If you really didn't want the drug, you peel the patch off your head, but you won't. Your choice, Docs. Your choice. Oh, he's good. He's good. He's manipulating the manipulator. Absolutely. Like, there's no way I could do that. <laughs> it's like, oh, massive genie. I am not as powerful. You know, please don't. No, wait, no, that's bad. No, that's not bad. <laughs> oh, please don't throw me in the briar patch. <laughs> that's right that's right oh genie there's no i'm not as powerful as you but there's no way even you could make a thing you can never escape from <laughs> absolutely yep the that blood circle is oh yeah he is totally manip- making him his junkie slave mm-hmm. anyway back to the uh What's it called? The uh, the Legion satellite. We got a little Legion ship flying around saying, and there's our intruder ship. Unbelievable. Not a scratch. And these sensor scans make absolutely no sense. Ship registers more like a life form. Are you reading any vulnerable spots? Checking. And the pilots are looking. Got one right under the port uh, armpit. <laughs> Arming Shredder missile. And inside the ship, uh, Strat is asking phase. Legion's back? I thought we confused their sensors. They must have made visual contact. Uh-oh. Now there are two. They got word to the fleet. We might not be so lucky again. Wait, I don't believe it. The second one ambushed the first. But why would? And we see the other ship shoots the first one. And inside the sh- other ship, we see Garv. 
Gotcha, losers. <laughs> Finally, Garth does something right. Meanwhile, back to, uh, Borb and Stealth are wandering through the, sat the satellite, and she's telling them, stay alert, and don't waste any effort trying to be quiet. They'll never hear us through my sound-dampening field. Oh, yeah, I forgot she has that. It's amazing. Yeah. They kind of don't really mention that too much. I kind of we kind of forget about that with her just being able to kill people. <laughs> Borb's like, that's an amazing power you have. I've been trying to figure out how it works. And tell me if I'm wrong, but this doesn't mean you shouldn't shut up. <laughs> She's so oh, mean. She She's is. so mean. I know. Maybe that's why she's upset about Doc's being dead. He's the only one that like she can actually be mean to, and he's mean back to her, and she gets mean, and she can, she has a reason to be mean to him and back and forth. <laughs> that's right. Poor little Borb. All he wants is her to love him, and she's just mean, mean, mean. Exactly. And at this time, Borb gets a message from Telepath. Borb, things are getting very dangerous out here. We really can't stay around. Come back to the ship. It's Telepath. He says we should return. No, we've trailed Dox's killers all the way here, and I'm not leaving until we pay them back. And he's he Borb's like, is this wise? With so much security around the perimeter, Legion's bound to have some heavy security inside. Look, I said they can't hear us. We got the omen surprise on our and they run around the corner right into a bright flash. Borb up behind. Yeah, and it's all it's so bright, all we can see is like there and just light and white light and shadow. That's it. Borb, I'm blind. Shield your eyes or it'll be permanent. I know this light. It's Xenon Moonstruck. Oh and yeah. Jesus, and the rest of the Legion Core team. And we see it's Xena and Davrov and Amonhawk, who is and they're kind of wearing slightly especially Xena Amon are kind of wearing slightly fetish wear. Oh yeah, slightly. <laughs> like they, they could be members of the Morlocks from the from the X Men from like the from the early eighties. Oh yes, they could. And I mean, Davros there too, but he's more like in leather outfits. But at least it's you know not fetish. But uh, what is it? Mon looks more like Master Blaster from uh, Mad Max too, because Gigantus is riding him. I know Gigantus has like like a harness in his mouth or something. Yeah, he's holding him by that. Like what the hell? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and Davos there, thanks for running out, us, out on us, creeps. With you out of the way, we finally got promoted. And in another part of the satellite, Mary Jane's looking around a corner herself, only two, thinking only two guards. I know this has to be the brainwashing array. I traced the conduits. I guess they weren't expecting a threat. So I'll be as unthreatening as possible. And she walks to them crying. Ma'am, are you crying? What's wrong? Everything. <laughs> yeah. And then she boom, grabs one by the head and knees him right, knees him right in the face. <laughs> and punches the other one out. Damn. <laughs> A few tears and they lose it. Works every time. But as she started to go in there, so we see a shadow of somebody watching her. And back to the fight. Stealth is, Stealth is going after Xena. Pathetic opening, kids. Blinding an opponent who can hear your heartbeat. No wonder Doc's never promoted. Ah, as, as While she's kicking Zena in the face, uh, Amanha grabs her by the neck. Shut up. Conceited heartbeat, you still feel superior. Ah, she starts clawing his face. 
and gigant the gigantus who well we can't we can see a shadow is hitting barb in the head with his staff <laughs> <laughs> hang on hawk gigantus to the rescue ha as bam he hits her in the head with his staff oh yeah he only has the one move but he is oh he is fun yeah yeah, he is. He was a good addition. It's it's a shame we didn't get to see more of him before he got you know brainwashed and stuff. Mm-hmm. He also would have been a lot of fun a couple years earlier with the JLI. Oh, for sure he would have. They could have had a field day with this guy. Yep, yep, for sure. Anyway, so Davroff reports the doc to, to their chief docs, Laryl. Two intruders neutralized chief. Borb, Borb, and your mother. What? Stealth? Here? And Hawk, meanwhile, is having complaints to, uh, to Gigantus. Rescue me again, and I'll butcher you, Cutlet. Cutlet? Cutlet? Is that a crack about my size? But Literal doesn't care about that. He's like, keep Stealth with you. Don't let her near me. She'll kill me. I'll put her in storage, Chief. And Lydia's like, sir, we have an alarm from Beck. Mary Jane's at the virtual processing unit. Davroff, go! Until the clients are enlightened, the virtual matrix is top priority. And keeping my mother away from me, that's top priority too. And he's like, we're on it, sir, as they run off with stealth in tow. And meanwhile, Mary Jane's at there looking at the system, going, software buried deep in the system. It'll take hours to locate, let alone override. But if I disable the processing unit, I wouldn't. And a staff doesn't hit her in the head, but it knocks the unit out of her hand. She's like, Gigantus? And Davroff grabs it as it's flying, the, goes in the air. Davroff! Hiya, Mary Jane. Had everyone good and fooled if you're in a press stack, didn't you? No, I can't let you do this. We do what we want, woman. Nobody's doing what they want. You're all brainwashed. And all of a sudden, she hears ping, ping, ping from the system. No, oh no, it's too late. And back to Lyrell. The treatment is complete. Their wills are mine. They are fortunate, sir. And back on the ship, Stealth is yelling. Strata is yelling at Telepath. Telepath, did you get a hold of Stealth and Borb yet? We've got to get out of here. I can't find them. They must be unconscious or, or. And all of a sudden, the ship, with a whoop, they all start flying around. Come on, Telepath, they're firing again. No, not firing. It sounds like something's attached itself to us. But what? And we can see Garv's ship is kind of hooked up, hooked on their, on their ship. And he's all happy. Strata, honey, are you there? It's me, Garv. I'm here to take you home, baby. Mm-hmm. He's talking on the screen. And Strata's like, oh, Garv. As everyone looks at Strata like, hey, who invited your husband to the party? That's right. That's right. There's going to be a happy reunion. <laughs> a reunion? <laughs> There's going to be a reunion. That's right. And we jump over to another planet. The planet Gant is tucked away at the rim of the developed galaxy. Far from the concerns of more fortunate worlds. And we see what looks like a bit of a primitive planet. People are living in looks like uh, naturally made like huts and stuff. Nothing, you know, technological. Vertigant, and these are kind of really tall, really kind of so, almost like bug-like. Like bug humanoids. Yes. Yes. Like very humanoid bodies, but they're, the, uh, the faces look kind of like insect yeah, yeah. And they're all yellow and very slender, skinny. Oh, maybe too skinny. For the Gantons, there is no escape from famine and drought, starvation and disease. Although the skies frequently offer hope, 
and they see a ship coming, they go, alms, alms, and it lands, alms. And the door opens, and of course, it's Johnson and Docs. And he's like, Johnson's like, this is it, the World Bank? And all the Gantons are around going, alms, alms, alms. It's the richest place in the universe. And Doc sells them brilliant camouflage, isn't it? Well, I think it's disgusting. You're a bleeding heart sin. This is a nice touch. You enter through a temple, and they're like, some of them are following them into the temple. Alms, alms. Banks. I like those little seagulls. Mine, yeah. mine, 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 mine. mine. <laughs> and John's like, banks, churches, this is as far as I go. Anything for the cause and all that, but there are limits. You did insist on doing this job alone. Still, I want you to check in hourly via this communicator, which he gives to Docs. Oh, and you'll be needing these. Don't get greedy, Docs. Make them last. And he gives them a couple more of those pain patches. Now go, and good luck. And Docs is walking through the temple. Strange man, won't set foot inside a church or a bank. Thinks it's immoral to jail criminals. Insane. <laughs> but he has been useful. And he comes to a wall. Ah, the secure entrance. How many times have I come this way? Of course, things were a bit different last time. I was a large depositor, security consultant, chairman of the board of advisors, a well-respected member of society. And once I cross the threshold, I'll be every bit the criminal they say I am. What the hell? As he jumps through. Now the security system kicks in. First level, laser fire, random blast, but possible to anticipate and dodge. Initial blast in three seconds. Two, one. No bloody ray lasers. All right. <laughs> As nothing happens. Yeah. Three possibilities. They reprogrammed the system. They've taken it offline. Or they just let it fall to ruin. Only the first makes any sense. They see something coming at them. What's that? Laser assembly, all right. They merely fiddle with the timing. The devious rascals activating now. And I'm prepared. As the little thing lands in front of him and with a shrek. Looks kind of almost like a uh, Roomba. Yes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the top opens up and tentacles pop out. Oh, yes, they do. What? Damn it all. And he's trying to dodge him. It was supposed to be ah, lasers as they grab him tight. And they also look like tentacles with barbs on them. Yeah, they don't look comfortable at all. It's like barbed wire tentacles, and he's all wrapped up tight, and his gun is out of his dropped, and he is pulled down a chute. Yep. And he is in a looks looks like a very comfortable room with two looks kind of looks like alien vert. I mean, I know they're aliens, and they look very alien and different from each other, but they just kind of remind me of the two guys from uh, Trading Places. Because <laughs> they're, they're in like the room like they would have, sitting by the fire, drinking. Totally. Their as Dox is hanging from the ceiling above them. Yep. Oh, my stars, yep, yep. Mr. Zim. Is that the late Vril Dox? <laughs> Next, brainwashed clients, angry Garv, more recruits, helpless Dox, and an old enemy returns. There we go. Lots that's going to happen. Well, we're getting there. I mean, everything's starting to come together now. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We're halfway through, halfway through this series. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. 17 issues, so more or less. Yep. Uh, yeah, 17 and a zero, so... So 18, so one more issue. So next next issue month will be... I forgot about through. zero. Yeah, so next month will be halfway. Yep. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Zero one. No, 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 we are halfway. Oh, yeah, zero plus zero. eight. Zero plus yeah. eight is nine, so yeah, you're right. 
We you are. are. Look at that. That was a long roundabout way of saying yes. <laughs> yes, we are at the halfway point. There we go. Excellent. Oh, man, I'm going to sneeze. This has been fun. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I should have hit the mute, but it was too far away. Yeah, it's all right. But go, this has folks. been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. I I remember who the surprise villain is, but that is all I remember. I don't remember how that villain I have no clue the, fits into the uh, the picture. The old enemy returns. Yeah, that I remember, sort of. At least yeah. I remember who it is, I think. Alrighty. Yeah. Alrighty, no alrighty. Idea. Well folks, if you remember who it is or you're dying to tell us who you think it is, you can send us an email at legionofsubstitutepodcasters at gmail.com. You can hit us from the Facebooks, you know, all the places. In the meantime, I will say bye-bye. B-Y-E. Y-E-Y-E. S-O-L-A-N-K. So L-A-N-K. Lanke. So Lanke. So Lanke. Yeah. Okay.